This is sports. 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 With a capital F. This is sports with a capital F. This is sports. This is sports with a capital F. F. Generals, welcome to the Sports with a Capital F podcast. I am Graham, and it's time for the Sports with a Capital F podcast. How is everyone doing today? Obviously, I'd like to start the podcast as I will for the remainder of its existence by reminding you that if you want to join in on the conversation, you have a strange thought you'd like to share. You would like to tell me how much my podcast sucks. You want to steer us in a new direction. Hit us up on the Sports with a Capital F hotline at 847-665-9238, and eventually I will have that phone number memorized. But for now, I'll read it off this piece of paper and remind you to call 847-665-9238. Um, I got, I'm really surprised at the response the uh, hotline got this week, and we're going to dive into a good bit of that. Obviously, uh, for people who are new to the podcast, the tagline for this podcast is about sports about half the time. And I really prefer to focus on the other half of the time. Sports is really just an icebreaker. And if you haven't caught on to it by now, the sports thing is a bit satirical anyway. But in the spirit of discussing sports briefly, um, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Cleveland LeBrons, and their uh, Royal Majesty Queen James have, I guess, in all their wisdom, based on recent struggles, decided to dump quite a few players from that team and bring in some new blood. Uh, the specifics of the moves aren't necessarily what's at issue. Um, as I've said before, you can get those kind of like mindless statistics. I'm not telling you something you don't know or that you can't look up. But the overarching moral of what I saw the Cavs do today is that they're trying to make some adjustments to prevent there from being any obstacles to us getting to see the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors And the NBA officiating crews meet in the finals once again. And for that, I'm truly thankful. The NBA is really great. It's really, it does a really fantastic job of maintaining parity. And and I mean parity, you know, like as in lots of uh, competitive teams, not parity like it's a joke. Um, But they do a really good job of maintaining parity and uh, I, th- I think we can all be thankful for that. I know I'm going to sleep better tonight knowing that everything is being done to ensure that we don't see some kind of surprising result when we get to the finals. That we make sure that we get to see the Golden State Warriors take on the Cleveland Cavaliers again. Because what a travesty it would be if we didn't get to see that. Moving on. Uh, in baseball news... Nothing is happening. Um, there's quite a bit of uh, trepidation in baseball right now about the lack of free agent signings. There's some top-tier pitching arms who are free agents currently who are not signed. Pitchers and catchers report for a lot of teams next week. Agents are crying collusion among the owners. And fans are going, what the fuck, guys? Because I know that's what I'm doing. The the conceptually the idea 
of baseball having dumped all this time and effort into making all these goofy adjustments to the game in an effort to get more people to watch it are now standing at the precipice of potentially people who are already watching, not watching because there won't be baseball or they're going to have I've, I've heard they're going to have a separate spring training for free agents. You know, I'm, I'm someone who generally as a baseball fan just kind of checks in on what goes on in the off season as far as free agent signings and things are concerned, but I've been turned into a proper off-season baseball nerd by this news because there's this uh, cloud of doubt hanging over spring training in the beginning of the season, and it's hard to look away from. I'm going to do more on it as we move forward. I'm hoping probably in the next few days there'll be a whole bunch of big moves made. Uh, some of the top-tier pitchers may get offers that they... Uh, you know, we're slightly less than what they wanted, but I assure you it will be obscene amounts of money to play baseball. So hopefully we'll be moving into that. Um, and that's about, that's about all I had for sports because what I'm really excited to dig into are these phone calls. I'd like to thank everyone who called in on the Sports with the Capital F hotline at 847-665-9238. I encourage you all to do the same. Uh, some questions, we have some comments, and I'm just going to dive right into these. Uh, and here is our first call that we received. This is from uh, Dr. General Kevin Schmidt, who has been on the podcast before. And he seems to have something very important that he would like to ask. What should I have for dinner tonight? It's going to snow like nine inches today or tomorrow. Yeah, I'd also not to interrupt him, but I would like to say I'm thinking about all of my family and friends in Chicago currently. I guess they are about to be uh, mollywomped, if you will, by a large snowstorm, larger than normal. And so I guess Kevin's questions involve snow survival and dinner plans. So I'm thinking something warm, something that I can save for the whole weekend, something filling. I don't know, maybe a beef stew. Um, I have some sloppy joes that I made last night, but the rest of the fam doesn't like sloppy joes. I don't know why. It's delicious. Yeah, people who don't like sloppy joes are sick. Uh, man, I could bake some chicken fingers. We just had chicken wings. I just made the steak. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. What should I have? All right, not to cut him off. He does go on there a bit by naming lots of meals, none of which are the correct answer to this question, uh, which is tortellini soup is actually the correct answer to your question, Kevin. Thank you again for calling the Sports with Capital F hotline at 847-665-9238. Uh, tortellini soup. Uh, you probably haven't made it in quite some time, if at all recently. You're going to be snowed into the house, so it's something you can make large quantities of. And it doesn't have the... Uh, excuse me, the... You know the impact of eating old chili or stew... Or you're like on your like second or third day of eating a chili or a stew you cooked. It gets old, you know, causes bowel issues. But tortellini soup is perfect for this situation. That's an easy question. You get For those of you who don't know, you get your Dutch oven. You put it on the stove, a little olive oil, cut up some garlic, shallots, whatever you'd like, green onions maybe. Throw them in there, regular onions. 
Um, and then you're going to take some ground Italian sausage, throw that in there. Or you can decase some sausages if you already have some. Throw, cook, brown that in there really good. Then add some marinara sauce or whatever tomato sauce of your choice and cook, cook that down a little bit. Get that kind of all well constituted. And then you're going to put a whole container of the little carton thing of beef broth in there. Some people use chicken broth. I like beef broth. I think it has a much more savory flavor to it. And then you throw your tortellinis in there and you just cook that down till the tortellinis are soft. You know, you want to make sure you keep, you're stirring it. It's sort of like making a stew, but it requires a little more attention because there's sort of pasta involved. Uh, but really those tortellinis can get soft and they soak up a lot of that broth. And it's, it's very good. It's very nice. It's uh hearty, it's warm, it's filling. And you know, you can serve, you can serve it over things later. You can serve it with rice or additional pasta or something later on in the weekend if you start getting sick of it. But that, that is the answer to that question. That one was an easy one. And that's sort of the route I've taken here on the first episode where we're taking phone calls is I figured I would answer the easiest questions first. Uh, so yes, Kevin, the answer to your question is tortellini soup. Good luck with that and the snowstorm. And this next call I'm going to play is from General Kingbo Christ. You may be familiar with him. He has been on the podcast before. He is a real trooper. He's affiliated himself with this podcast very early on while simultaneously running a much more reputable podcast called I Say That to Say This. Check it out anywhere you get podcasts. But he's, uh, well, I let him, I let him speak for himself. Hello, beautiful people, the listeners of the Sports with a Cap F podcast. Uh, this is King Bo Christ, seller of free game, internet OG, gray area investigator. And, you know, I'm glad you guys have this hotline because a lot of things that people should be calling in to bring to your attention and get off their chest. And I got two things. Okay, first, I said it on Christmas. I said it would take a couple years. And it happened a lot faster than I thought. People being overly sensitive, I knew that shit was going to get old. And I thought it was going to slowly transition into everyone slowly not giving a fuck. Oh, but it's happening very fast. The world is changing right before our eyes. And people are no longer being afraid to lash out. Now it's the new thing. Now it's a new ploy to get it, to get attention. So instead of saying, hey, I'm sensitive and I'm offended, people are going to say, hey, fuck you for being offended. And you know what? I'm not exactly mad at it. Bring bullying back into school. <laughs> second. All right. Hold on. Before, before we get into King Mo's second point, I'm going to address this. And I will say this. Thank you, obviously, for calling King Mo. I really appreciate everything you do for and with the Swear to the Capital F podcast. Again, check him out on the I Say That to Say This podcast, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, but yeah, obviously, I mean, and I think that's something people have been talking about for quite a while now The and I'm, I'm happy to see it hasn't taken as long as we may have thought it would have. Uh, but yeah, the death of outrage culture is right around the corner and I'm, I'm happy about it. I think this idea that people can't tell the difference between a joke and reality and the people who say that words are violence I, I think their time in, in the sun has come and gone. Um, 
do not take that as some sort of admonishment of activism on my part, though. You see, if everyone is claiming to be a victim somehow, especially if they're just feel so victimized by something they heard or a joke someone made or something they took out of context or some sort of thing that was presented to them in a meme that they didn't understand in the first place, but yet feel the need to pretend to be outraged about. I think that that sort of interaction with reality is certainly on its way out the door. And I, but, and I think that that dilutes the message of people who are actually victimized. You know, and I think that in good consciousness, that's probably where all this outrage culture started was like, you know, we have to be a voice for the voiceless. But now there's so many voices that the people who were previously voiceless who now have a voice are being drowned out by all these other people you know, who were, you know, upset because someone made a joke about burgers and they're a vegan or, you know, someone was like, hey, what's up with all these weird transgendered pronouns? And they're like, you're a homophobic bigot. Well, we've this outrage culture has led to things like that where you can't even ask questions. You know, even if you're being serious and genuinely trying to understand someone's perspective, you can be labeled a bigot or close-minded or, you know, a cisgendered white male piece of shit or whatever kind of person you are, you could be marginalized just for asking someone a question, you know? And I think that in a world where we're supposed to have this free exchange of ideas, I don't think that that kind of uh, response to reality was long for this world. So I'm glad it happened as quickly as it did. I'm with Kingbo on that. I didn't believe that it was going to happen this quickly. I definitely felt like maybe we were going to be trapped in a world where somehow the way people react to things on social media would somehow become a reflection of reality, but it's not. And I don't think it ever will be. Generally, I think people who are super outraged about nonsense on the internet go out to the grocery store just like the rest of us and have to get up in the morning and go to work no matter what they're pretending to be mad about. And nine times out of 10, those people aren't really even doing anything about the trivial thing they're upset about. And again, I'm not saying that people who are upset are all upset about trivial things. There's serious issues in this country that probably should be addressed that we could all have a discussion about, but we're certainly living in a world where the previously voiceless who now have a voice are being drowned out by a bunch of people who probably already had a voice and are now using it to champion causes that don't really exist, you know? So that's, that's definitely my take on that first one. I'm not sure about bringing bullying back into schools. I don't know if it ever went anywhere. I'm kind of okay with them like having like anti-bullying, like, Hey, let's encourage people to just be nicer to each other. And I think obviously that starts when you're younger to just, you know, teach people to be nicer to each other. Uh, and I don't necessarily know if we need bullying back, but let's like get back to where people can take a joke. You know, I don't know. I, I don't have any good friends who where they're where we're not like sort of mean to each other at some point. And we're just joking. We're not doing it like to insult one another. We're not doing it to cause harm. 
it's it's all part and it's all part and parcel of being kind to one another. Excuse me, but it's just part of it. And you know, look, if you got to bring bullying back to schools to get back to that, then maybe he's right. I don't know. I don't know, but I tend to agree with the man on a great many things. All right, let's get into his second point here, though, because I definitely, uh, I definitely enjoyed that first part. Candidate, bring bullying back into schools. <laughs> second, since the world is changing right before our eyes, it's not only happening with personality. The robots are here, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, now this robots thing, they are here, ladies and gentlemen, and this is going to be played for future guests. This is going to be discussed a lot. And uh, I'm going to let him speak, and then afterwards I'm going to remind you that you can also weigh in on this. We got chefs with arms and a computer chip, and they can make one hell of a lamb chop. It's amazing. Next thing you know, we'll all be replaced by robots. Alexa will take over my podcast. (laughs) You know, a lot's happening. See? She said she's not even sure. Maybe it'll be Siri. I don't know. The whole point is, there's a lot happening, and I need the gentlemen of the sports with the Capital F podcast to really speak on it, really call things for what they are. Thank you, gentlemen, for opening up this hotline. This, again, is going to change the world. Have a day you deserve. I'm out. All right. Thank you again, General, for calling in. But yes, this robots discussion is going to be ongoing. And as I'm running a bit long here, I may not address it immediately, but I certainly... Uh, believe that automation is going to change. It's our, It changes the world every time it comes about, but I definitely think maybe we're careening towards a world where we're all living in virtual reality and having sex with sex robots. And I don't know. Is it bad? Is it bad if there's less people or if there's just like less people outside? I don't know. It's probably not good for the people, but if you're someone who continues to go outside, maybe it'll be all right if there's less people out there. I don't know. I don't know. That's sort of that's a very tertiary exploration of that. I would like for people to call in, though, and weigh in on that. What do you think the future holds for us as far as automation, artificial intelligence, uh, robots that cook our meals and have sex with us? Who knows? And I think it's also unfair that somehow men are being categorized as the ones who are going to be the all time consumers of sex robots. Yeah, I mean. I don't even want to get into the mechanics of it, but I can imagine there's probably plenty of, that's like the deal with porn. We're like, only men watch porn. Okay. Uh, it just understanding the mechanics of sex and what's delivered by a man to a woman. I feel like that would probably be easier to automate earlier than a female sex robot, but who knows, but maybe they will. But anyway, I want everybody to weigh in on that. Give us a call, 847-665-9238. What do you think about the uh, future and robots and automation and such? Uh, Now, I know Kingbo ended that podcast, or ended that podcast, ended that call by saying you should have the day you deserve, which transitions very nicely into this call from Brandon, who is Fleeski's brother. I assure you. If you're a longtime listener to this podcast, you're going to be like, that's just Fleeski calling in. No, it's not. It's Brandon. They just all sound alike. Yo, what's up? This is Brandon. Longtime listener, first time caller. Also, the dude that's been beating your co host ass his whole life, Fleeski. <laughs> so, I was going to go on a Bears rant, but now I have a life question. 
Today I go to replace the blower motor in a 102-year-old man's apartment, and he was sitting in his wheelchair with his dick and balls out. <laughs> if I poured bleach in my eyes, would that help, or should I huff it or drink it? Tell me out here, man. I really need your help, because this shit fucking with me real bad. All right. Thank you for calling, Brandon. Obviously, uh, thank you. And thank you for listening. Brandon's been listening to this podcast from its very early days. And uh, I don't know about that one, man. If you had trouble hearing what he was saying, was he was working and he was at some old man's apartment and the old man was sitting around with his dick and balls hanging out. And then he asked what he should do about it. He asked about using bleach maybe to wash out his eyes or drinking it or huffing it. <clears throat> I will say this, sir. If you didn't have kids, I'd tell you to drink up because you're not, you're not getting over this. Like you went to go do this job. You went to go replace that blower motor as one man and came back another. Okay. This event is not going to be easily suppressed, especially as you get older, you know, and that's kind of part of the problem with getting older is you get exposed to more and more of these things that you didn't want to see, didn't want to know, and they change you, you know, but you, you know, unfortunately you have kids, so you can't just drink bleach and check out like, oh, well, that it's definitely not going to get any better from here, you know. Yeah, definitely a sign that today should probably be the last one I bother with. But you got kids, so you're just going to have to push this one down. You can't pour it in your eyes, you know, because you got to be able to see to earn a living. Especially if you've been a sighted gentleman your entire life. You don't want to, like, go down that road. And then what if, okay, so let's say you blind yourself with the bleach how do you know that the image that's burned into your brain isn't this old man's, you know, wedding tackle? It's just too much of a risk, really, to involve bleach in this situation. So I'd say you're pretty much just stuck with it, sir. It's horrifying. It's hysterical to hear about. It's one of the best stories I've heard in the last few years. But I really don't think I can give you any advice on how to use bleach to fix this. Um... Like, I don't know, develop a drinking problem and, or not even a problem. Uh, just, you know, maybe that'll, maybe alcohol, maybe, I don't know, meditation. I don't know. See, I think you're out of, I think you're out of all those games though, because alcohol is going to make you more sensitive to the experience. You're going to think about it more and meditation. You can't do that. I don't know. I just don't think you're going to be able to sit quietly alone in a room, maybe for the next several years without being reminded of that day where all you were trying to do, all you did was go to work. And it's not like you work in a hospital. It's not like, oh, old man, dick and balls. That's, you know, day in, day out around this place. You went to go do some work and then we're subjected to that. And I don't, it's difficult for me to steer you in any direction in particular there, sir. And I am very sorry to hear that. Maybe other listeners can weigh in maybe uh, if you'd like to give us a call at 847-665-9238. Maybe you can weigh in, help Brandon out, because I have no answers for that one other than you're just going to have to uh, keep on keeping on, sir. Bleach is not an option. You have a family, and they're counting on you 
to not let that old man's dick and balls break you. I believe I have time for one more call. Now, this caller did not leave his name, which is perfectly fine. You're under no obligation to leave your name. And uh, if I do know you and you specifically don't want me to tell people who you are, I can also accommodate that. But this is a very good question. Check this out. Hey, man, I just wanted to weigh in on the ongoing controversy surrounding what a plus size model is. Uh, really pissed off that there's no real consensus on that sort of issue. And it's really infuriating because I feel like it does, you know, the Kate Uptons of the world a great injustice in that. She's a plus-size model, and so is some woman that's the size of a love seat. And I just, I just have a problem with it. I, I, I just, you know, there's just, is there nothing sacred in this world? Uh, I don't know. Thanks for taking my call. Give me your thoughts. All right. Again, this is a fantastic question. Thank you, sir, for calling, whoever you are. Um, and feel free to claim responsibility for this question at any point on social media or in the YouTube comment section, or remain anonymous and glorious because that was a fantastic question. And again, this is a question that I will pose to future guests. This one is locked in as a forever question. This one has legs, pun intended. Um, what is the what is that distinction about? Why is Kate Upton considered a plus size model? In what reality? Is that woman plus size? I'm not really sure. Maybe it's her bust. Uh, maybe it's because she's slightly curved, but I'm not really sure. Uh, if she's a plus size model, the simplest explanation I can give, the simplest solution, I think, to this problem that will help this gentleman wrap his head around this is that we're going to need an additional designation or weight class for models. If Kate Upton is the beginning of plus size, then this is going to be an issue sort of like in professional fighting, where in some versions of professional fighting, you get up to a certain weight class and it's just kind of well, whoever from there, you know, from, you know, from 250 pounds up, it's all the same weight class or however it's devised which doesn't make sense and isn't fair. And generally, you know, fighting organizations will come up with like heavyweight, middle, you know, middle heavyweight, heavyweight, super heavyweight, things of that nature. So really, I think this issue requires a, a, uh, categorize, a categorization. Uh, I think that is the solution to this issue. I think coming up with new tiers of describing models would probably be wise because I'm not going to disagree with him. This is in no way a commentary on uh, unhealthy body images and blah, blah, blah. He's just a man living in the world and he's presented with these images of women every day and they go, here's Kate Upton, a plus size model. And then they're like, here's a woman built like Rosie O'Donnell. These two are the same caliber of model or not even caliber, the same categorization, categorization. They're in the same, uh, weight class, if you will, specifically. Um, this is a very good question. Really. I listened to it and I had been mulling it over in my head and I was like, this is one that's going to have to go out into the ether I'm going to have to have way more people than just me weigh in on this gentleman's question about what constitutes a plus size model. But I do believe the only way 
that situation could be made to make any sense is if we determine that there's something beyond plus size model. If Kate Upton is a plus size model, we're going to need new classes and designations of models. And I don't know what those may be, but whenever we come up with them, I guarantee it's going to be very funny. And I'd love to hear from the listeners on this one, because this one is a doozy. Um, And I can understand his frustration. Like I said, he's presented with these two very disparate images and is told that, no, these two women are, you know, these two women are the same kind of model. It's like when you show me a picture of Caitlyn Jenner and you show me a picture of Britney Spears and you're like, these two are the exact same gender. Okay, but uh, I digress. Let's let's, uh, open up the lines here moving forward and get some folks' opinions on this plus-size model question because I'm very curious and I want to hear from you at 847-665-9238. Okay, if I didn't get to your call this episode, I promise I will get to it. I think probably in the future I'm going to limit it to two calls an episode, but I was so excited about the response we got to the Cap F Sports hotline that I had to I had to play uh, all the ones I had time for. So thank you for everyone who called. Thank you for listening to the Sports with a Capital F podcast. And we will be back next episode is episode 100. I've done a hundred of these for you people. And I certainly hope you appreciate it. Good night, everyone. This is sports with a capital F. This is sports. This is a capital F.